my favorite charity um, is uh, Pennies from Heaven. Pennies from Heaven. Uh, penniesfromheaven.org. <laughs> they get folks to a better place. They have helped. This is an accurate number. 650,000 families raised over $3 million. It, it's the greatest charity I've ever been around. And it's run by one of my favorite people on earth, John Perry from Rosen and Perry. JP, good morning. Good morning, Marty. As it turns out, us talking about your fundraiser is significant as hell, and we're going to do that. But it's actually serendipitous that I have you here because you know this stuff. I'm going to drop this on you. So the big, big explosive dynamic this morning is Biden comes out and says, look, if you have 100 employees or more, you've got to pay for their tests once a week. And then if they don't take the test or get the vaccine, then you could pay $17,000 for violation. Does the federal government have the authority to do that over a small business, sir? Uh, Probably. Um, You know, they do it through OSHA. And um, I haven't read the entire regulation, but my understanding is they, they have made the determination that in order for a workplace to be safe, which is the jurisdictional purview of OSHA, uh, you have to be free of COVID. So my understanding of the regulation is that employers can either mandate vaccines like um, some of the larger companies, Disney and Apple and Google and so forth, have done. Or or the employer, if you're not going to mandate vaccines, then you have to test your employees every week at your expense and if you're responsible for a COVID outbreak, then you'll, you'll face fines. Um, you know, if we, if we took COVID away from this discussion, Marty, um, that would not be that offensive to the American public. I mean, if we said that employers were going to have to have railings around the scaffolding that were above 30 feet in their warehouses, and if they didn't, um, they were going to be fined for not doing it. I don't think anybody would complain about that. Right. I mean, that's that's the jurisdiction of OSHA. Now, we could debate whether or not um, COVID is, you know, uh, a crisis that requires government regulation of that sort, and I'm not here to debate that. Right, right. But if it's declared a public, you know, health uh, risk, yes, the government has the ability, if not the obligation, to keep the, the American public safe. And I'm going to agree with that. And by the way, I hate to dump this on you, but I know you're you're smart enough. Yeah, you gave me no warning. I gave him no warning. But but we go way back, and he's that smart, and I knew he could handle it. And and I agree ostensibly with everything you're saying, my man. And I have said, in that COVID law, if you don't get a vaccine, you don't get unemployment. If you don't get a vaccine, you can't go into an airport. I'm cool with all that. The burden that has small guys ready to explode is I got to now spend 7,000 a week on tests. Then I got to look at the test results. And then John, I'm already jacked around with no employees. The C minus students are going to say to hell with you, man, I'm out of here. It's going to make it even worse. That's all. Well, yeah, but Marty, uh, before they get to that point, all they have to do is say to work here, you have to be vaccinated. And if every employee is vaccinated, there's no requirement that you test. There's no requirement you do anything. Your workplace is declared safe as long as everybody's vaccinated. And again, now, hypothetically, now I theory, I love that. But if you're dug in 
and your best employees have been there 20 years, a law firm, a car dealer, insurance agency, and they say, big man, I ain't taking this test. I'm out of here. It just jacks you around one more time. That's it, all. No, it does. And I understand that, and I have empathy for those yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the problem is, and this is what your listeners, I mean, I, I listen to your show a lot. I love yeah. your show. But what your listeners don't understand that I wish they would is you're free to do whatever you want unless and until you expose other people to your activities. And that's the problem. If you don't want to get vaccinated and you don't want to wear a mask, fine. And if you think you have a constitutional right, fine. But you don't get the ability to dictate where you can go and what you can do. If you want to have your own silent protest in the middle of force, go ahead. But that doesn't mean you can walk through, you know, a, a big box store unmasked and unvaccinated. That, and the government is, tells us what to do million times a day in other areas of our life, Marty. You know, you can't drink and drive. Right. I mean, we can go through example after example. Right. It's the government's obligation to keep the people safe. And without debating whether COVID is real or not, right. it's been determined to be a pandemic that needs to be controlled. And if this, I've told you this before, Marty. If this was a, a foreign country invading the shores of, of America and the government didn't send the military to fight them off, we'd be outraged. But this is a silent killer that the government has determined to be a real threat to the United States, and they're taking action. And while we can debate whether we should have been in Vietnam or Afghanistan, the point is we can debate COVID, too, but the government has to be proactive and protect the people. It's one of the essential jobs of the of the government. Attorney John Perry, the other thing that has me uh, pretty close to punching a wall this morning, I'm looking online here at a family health clinic that's also associated with a church. And all I do, they don't even know me, brother, all I do is sign this form online, my man, and then the doctor who runs this clinic signs it and gives my kids an exemption from wearing the mask. Now I'm looking up at this district attorney saying he won't prosecute anyone for doing this, and there's a local school superintendent who says, don't wear the masks. We won't enforce any of it. Isn't there something legal that we could do against those people or those districts? Should there be? Well... There should be. And, Marty, you know, you and I have been talking about this for a year and a half. God. And every time I've been on, I refuse to tell people how to get around the mandate because I don't believe in it. I'm offended like you are. The problem is whenever you bring religion into um, an analysis, you get special treatment because the government can't discriminate on a religious basis. And that's what these people are doing. They're going in and they're saying, you know, for religious or fundamental philosophical reasons, they don't believe in the vaccine, and, you know, doctors are, are writing them scripts. And you're absolutely right. It's wrong. But enforcement of that is more difficult. Um, and, you know, Marty, this is really close to me because, you know, as you know, my son went through cancer chemotherapy yep. for five years, horribly immune suppressed. And I went to the school, and I asked to see who was vaccinated. I asked to make sure that my son was not in a class where, where people were not vaccinated. And I met with the parents and I said, listen, you're free to do whatever you want, but something your child brings to school could kill my son, mm. even an ear infection or mm. sore throat. So listen, please give us the opportunity to protect him and let us know when you're dealing with things. And even in that context, Marty, there were people who said, absolutely not. Nobody's business. I'll do what I want with my children. Yeah. JP, we're here to talk about your charity. 
I got to hold you for another segment. Can you do that, brother? I can hold you. Yeah. Right, this is important stuff. One of the best attorneys in America, and, and um, I know I dropped those bombs on him, but he is the greatest, and uh, I agree with him. That's why we're this close. He's right. Very difficult time. Pennies from heaven, Pittsburgh.org. They have helped 650,000 families, raised over $3 million. All of it goes to the charity. It's miraculous what they've done. What do they do? They provide assistance for transportation, for food, for sibling care, overnight bags, other expenses for folks who have loved ones in the hospital and they can't afford to be with them. And they make it affordable. It's an amazing charity. And before I sucked my good friend John Perry into my vortex of pain, um, that's why we were here to talk about the best event they have every year. Thanks for hanging with me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marty. Talk about your event, because this is the best charity event anywhere, the Oktoberfest. Please talk to me. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, October 2nd. It's at a uh, barn uh, right off the Warrendale exit of Interstate 79. Uh, my wife, Joni, and her uh, group of friends turned the barn into a uh, a really nice setting where you have all you can eat, all you can drink, uh, music by guest DJ Johnny Hartwell, um, casual campfire s'mores, and uh, lots of uh, auction baskets and a live auction. and uh, Just a great night of camaraderie uh, to get together. Uh, it is an outdoor event, so hopefully it's uh, COVID-friendly. And... Um, it's our signature event of the year, sells out every year. We have about uh, 80 tickets left as of today uh, for the event on October 2nd. I, I, um, I don't socialize much because I'm a jerk, and, and most people <laughs> don't want me around. But uh, this is the best charity event we've ever been to. Uh, JP understates uh, the exuberance, the charm of it. There is no, <laughs> the beauty of it, nothing's confined. It's an open barn. They have these big tents outside, insane food, open bar, great music, and these gift baskets. JP, they're fabulous. Talk about some of that because your wife, Joni, puts those together with her friends. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we, as I, I sent you a picture over the weekend. Uh, we literally had to uh, to get a large garage uh, <laughs> because we're just overflowing. But, you know, it's an amazing thing that Joni and Dana and the other girls do because most of the items are donated one at a time and they, you know, lay them all out in the garage and figure out what goes with what. And then they put these fantastic baskets together, which you can buy raffle tickets for and, in, uh, you know, win individually at the event. But it's, uh, it's truly a labor of love. They put uh, more hours than you could ever imagine into, uh, into making those baskets. And it helps a significant number of folks who really need it. JP, what's it cost, buddy? So it's uh, $107 a ticket. Tickets are available on the website, which you've given, which is penniesfromheavenpittsburgh.org. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, and like you said, Marty, it's a great, it's people helping people. You know, every penny that has ever been raised by our charity goes directly to a family in need at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh so that when a child is admitted there, they don't need to be left alone so that the parent can, uh, as you said, get the financial support they need to take care of their sick child. The greatness of John Perry and his wife, Joni, is that their son was battling cancer years ago when they noticed that other folks needed help, and they helped them in the middle of that madness. It tells you all you need to know about JP and his wife. This uh, is the greatest charity event I've ever been to. Penniesfromheavenpittsburgh.org. Penniesfromheavenpittsburgh.org. Folks, you got to go. Got to buy tickets now. It will sell out. 
Thanks, JP. You're my man. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate it.